Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Slice of Healthcare. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Jatea Benson. Very excited to have her on. She's full of energy. This was a great conversation uh, that we had throughout the course of the whole podcast. Uh, Definitely one of my favorites. Very engaging, back and forth, talk a little bit about everything. Healthcare, uh, innovation, sports. Talked about the Cleveland Browns a little bit, which was really funny. Uh, Sorry for those of you that are Cleveland Browns fans. Uh, Excited to see they got their first win. But we talked about a lot of different subjects, had a lot of fun, uh, a lot of laughs, solid conversation. So without further ado, let's get her on the podcast and and start this up. Hello? Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing well. Welcome to the podcast. Happy to have you on Slice of Healthcare. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Uh, for those that are with technical difficulties, when we were filming this to get started, so we are finally off and running. And I think it'd be best if you could tell the audience a little bit about your background, you know, who you are, where you're from, uh, and why you chose the path that that you chose. Okay. Um, my name is Jatia Benson, and I am a family nurse practitioner. I'm currently located in Columbus, Ohio, but born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I am a second career nurse. So I originally wanted to be a pediatrician like my whole entire life. I grew up wanting to be a pediatrician. And then I went through um, undergrad and began the process to like apply to medical school and everything and then decided I did not want to do that. It was going to be too much of a commitment. You know, I just... I wasn't sure like what exactly that meant. I just knew I wanted to be a pediatrician. I didn't know like the time commitment and that sort of thing. So once I got more information about that, I decided that was not going to be the route for me. And so I worked um, in education and and schools and substitute teaching. And I did a number of things before I decided to go into nursing. And then once I like discovered the world of nursing, um, I was able to decide on advanced practice nursing because that was going to get me close as close to that goal of being a pediatrician as I could get without actually doing that. So that was kind of how I decided that I wanted to become a nurse practitioner. But I was a nurse for I've been a nurse since 2009. And I worked primarily in pediatrics because that is my love. I love babies. I love children of all ages. I love adults, too, but I love children taking care of them a lot more. So I became a pediatric nurse pretty much right out of school. And um, I've done that the whole entire time until I went into grad school and became a family nurse practitioner. And the only reason I did that is because I wanted to be able to get a job no matter what happened. If I could not, I wanted to be able to get a job. So that was why I chose the family route. But even as a nurse practitioner, I've worked um, in pediatrics. So that's kind of a really brief summary of um, my nursing career, but I've also recently in the last few years become an entrepreneur, so that's been really exciting. I've actually been doing a lot, so that's been um, really exciting. It's kind of a journey for me, so. Um, Excellent. I'm, I'm interested in that uh, entrepreneur piece as well. Could you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yes, for sure. Okay, so. Um, prior to, so 
prior to me getting into nursing, remember I mentioned being in, being in education and that sort of thing. So I knew that I really loved teaching. And even as a nurse, I always um, taught um, clinicals for nursing schools. And I even took time to t- took time of away from practice to teach full time. So I actually taught OB and pediatric nursing for a college here in Columbus for a little while. Um, but that kind of led me into wanting to start my own sort of teaching training business. And that was how um, True Calling Healthcare Education and Training was born. So that is my business. We're doing deal with children and people that work with children and in child care also so some of those early childhood educators I do trainings for them as well so I do that and then I'm the the body lab here in Cologne so I um, have a lot going on <laughs> so what you're telling me is you're never busy I'm <laughs> barely right I have so much time <laughs> the way to be for sure um are you a sports fan at all? I am a sport. I knew when I said Cleveland. That always yeah, brings me up. diehard uh, Browns fan at all? <laughs> I am. I am not a diehard Browns fan. I am a Browns fan, but sometimes I'm just so tired that I'm over the whole thing. I just cannot deal with the loss. However, I was extremely happy when they won their first game last week for in two years. So I was really excited about that because I – my significant other is a diehard, lifelong Browns, Cleveland fan, everything fan. And so I definitely have to watch all the games, even though I'm not super excited about it sometimes. They're good now. Well, yeah, they got a lot better. They, they're, I'm excited about this season. We'll see how it goes. I don't want to be, you know, we get our hopes up a lot here in Cleveland and then we get disappointed. So I got to just kind of keep my cool and see how it plays out. I never thought through three games the Browns would have a better record than the Patriots. <laughs> a lot of people are saying that. The Steelers as well and a couple other teams. We, You know, as Cleveland fans, we have to defend ourselves constantly. So we're always kind of, you know, going back and forth with other people. So definitely. Yeah. Well, I, I hope they continue to win as Me long too. as they're not well, playing the you. Patriots. Um, but, uh, <laughs> no, I, I think – you can't be that bad for, for so long, right? Something has to Right. Has it to can go. only get better, right? When you're at the bottom of anything, anything in life, when you're at the very bottom, the only way to look is up. So you can't get any worse than you have been. So I think um, after LeBron decides to leave Los Angeles in a couple of years, he's going to come back to the Browns and bring him a championship. <laughs> oh, ha ha. <laughs> 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 I believe that too though I was just having a conversation about that I said well I know he wanted to go and play for the Lakers but I think he's gonna probably end his career in Cleveland again I don't know how that's gonna go because the fans are a lot to deal with in Cleveland but you know just passionate that's all that's yeah he, passionate, he might do right? one last year in, in Cleveland yeah. just to like that's retire what. with the team we'll see I feel like he needs to it, it like lessens the blow of leaving when he comes back I guess yeah, um, kind of. <laughs> but no, that's good. It's it, you're a very well-rounded individual. You like a little bit of everything. You're involved with a little bit of everything. Uh, you're in the healthcare space. Great space to be in. 
and uh, you're very passionate about all of this. What what made you want to be like in the healthcare field? What like I know you said you wanted you, you thought you had a path lined up and then you, you deviated from it a little bit, but obviously there was something about this healthcare thing that really drew you to it. So um, I cannot say like I know some people have that story where you know they took care of this dying loved one or this sick loved one and it made them want to get into healthcare. That was not my story. I actually began wanting to be take care of babies is what I used to call it when I was a, a small child. I was like five when I started this. And so it was, I think, just something that I really loved. I really loved caring for other people and caring for babies and younger people. And maybe it was, I don't know, I had a little brother when I was five years old. So I'm thinking that has something to do with it because I was definitely mommy's helper throughout that whole thing but that was when it really started and I never changed it was always I want to take care of children ever since I was little so I I don't know exactly what happened when I was younger but I believe having younger siblings that sort of thing Um, and then I did have a nephew born that I had to be really involved with when I was young like 11 or something so I, I think that probably has something to do with it but it was kind of one of my lifelong like my whole life, I've always wanted to be in healthcare. Very cool. What? Where do you see yourself in five to ten years from now? Oh boy. Okay. So I always have had a bucket list for my career path, like life, and there was a few things on it. Like there was travel nursing was on my bucket list. Um, Flight nursing was on my bucket list and and then being a nurse practitioner, right? So I've accomplished accomplished being a nurse practitioner. I've actually done travel recently. So I had a few co- travel contracts earlier this year. So I've done travel nursing at this point now. I am not planning to do flight nursing, though. So I believe that I'll probably be still with a, a foot slightly into healthcare as far as maybe traveling or something like that, but definitely more in my business training and just training up other people that are wanting to get into healthcare because I think being in it, I feel like there needs to be a certain type of person, right? Not everybody can do it. Healthcare is not for everybody. Nursing in particular is not for everybody, but I think it's something that everybody's attracted to because they understand that it's a good field to be in just because of the, you know, the job outlook and that sort of thing. And you're always going to have somebody to take care of and, all of that stuff that sounds good, but it's not good for everybody. So my thought is, if I can train people, and, excuse me, and have my hands, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not sure, <clears throat> excuse me, have my hands in, <clears throat> what is happening? This might be the first time we have someone just stop talking on the podcast. Are you okay? <laughs> Need some water? I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm choking. I don't know what's happening. You sound I'm like you were getting better, and then up. it started getting really worse. And I'm like, I think something. she's choking right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like choking. So having my hand in healthcare, the people that want to be involved in it, I believe that that'll have a big impact because if I can impact them and, you know, at least prepare them and, kind of help have a hand in the kind of compassion, compassionate person that needs to be in healthcare, then I'm doing my part because I'm helping the population. You know, does that make sense? Like the more people I help get into healthcare and that sort of thing, the more it'll affect the people that they take care of. So absolutely. 
No, you have a, you have a great philosophy. So you just outlined one of my favorite, my favorite uh, things to discuss. And it's people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. So you have a very strong why. And in life, we have very strong whys that we're going after. It doesn't have to just be at work. It can be like this overall life goal, like why we're, why we're living, right? Right. You, you just have a higher chance of success. You have a higher focus. And uh, Simon Sinek has a great book, Start With Why, that I recommend. I don't know if you've checked it out or anyone else. because there's I haven't, but it's been recommended to me. So it's definitely on my list. Definitely read it. Great book. Great speaker. Uh, even if you don't read the book, check out the TED Talk on Start With Why by Simon um, Sinek or Sinek. I don't know how you say his last name, but very good, quick, high quality information being processed. And it makes a lot of sense. And there's a lot of people out there. Um, I mean, we have wise, so it, it's still important to read it, but it's really good for people out there that are like, they're passionate about something, but they don't really know like, what's my true why? We try to fabricate whys in life. You know, yeah, I do this because I- uh, <laughs> your, your why can't be, you know, uh, I want to make a lot of money. It's like, that's, that's, that doesn't have anything to do with like your why, you know, um, if you're going, if you're building a business or if you're going after something else and your why is strong enough and you're providing value, money will always follow. People always sometimes try to chase the money when they should be trace, uh, chasing the passion. And then once you chase the passion, um, I mean, depending what it is, if it's a nonprofit, if it's something else, obviously right that's a different story but in most cases when we take our eyes off of just focusing on making money and we focus on what we're passionate about and become an expert money almost always follows so um, yeah great book i recommend everyone check it out uh i'm gonna start talking more too about i, I read a lot of books um yes and i just started getting into <laughs> neuro neuroscience Oh, um, how the brain okay. works. So I haven't read these books yet, but I just picked up uh, mental, what is it? Mental intelligence, new psychology of thinking, uh, learn what it takes to be more agile, mindful and connected in today's world. Um, this actually might be a good book for you too. how to affect positive change in your world and beyond. Um, which that sounds, sounds good. Like a really good book. And then your conscious mind. So kind of what's going on in your head on a day-to-day basis. Um, I'll show people. I, I actually have a decent library that I set up over the last couple of years. Mixture of entrepreneurship, business, uh, finance, um, life, you know, self-improvement. And um, surprisingly, no no really fiction in there. Which is- yeah, I, that's how I am. But you know what? Sometimes. Like I, I do a lot of reading also, and I tend to do like a lot of like either business or some sort of personal development or something like that. And I'm like, every now and then you probably should mix it up with a little something different, but um, I'm definitely going to check out these two books you recommended. I'm always looking for something, you know, my next book to read because I have this like goal um, for my for the year of reading and I had a couple more but I wasn't sure what it I wanted to read next so I will definitely choose I think I'm going to try the how to affect positive yeah I, I, I think that'll be a good one um, I'll uh, what I'm going to try to do too I don't know if I can fit it because it's a long length but I use Goodreads to track all the books that I'm either reading or want to read or have already read um, I'm not as good at keeping up with it as I have been in the past but I have like over 500 books 
that are on my like bucket list to read. Oh wow! Okay. And it's a mixture of healthcare, you know, neuroscience, business, entrepreneurship, finance, just stock market investing, like so many different books. And usually, all of them are like three point eight to five star books that are very famous. Um, a lot of technology books, really great stuff. So I want to see about sharing that with everyone because that's taken me like five years to build up. I go to Barnes and Noble all the time and walk aisle to aisle. They probably hate me because I go aisle to aisle <laughs> and I take out. Well, they definitely know you, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, they take out, I take out the Goodreads app and I scan the barcode and I put it in and then I find it for usually cheaper on Amazon or something like that. Um, but it, it allows me to really like read the back of the book, see if I like it and then put it in my reading list. Um, and I'll buy something occasionally if I need it, like right then and there. But mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, it's, it's really good to tally it up. Um, I also have a really fun time when I go into Barnes and Noble. I try to, uh, I always go up to them. I, I have a book that I wrote um, called It's Your Future Plan For It that I wrote uh, a couple years ago. And it, it's just available online at like Barnes and Noble on an Amazon. And I always go in there. I know they don't have it because in the store, uh-huh. but I always <laughs> go up and I say like, Hey, do you have, I've been looking for this book. Do you have it just to like, I figure like maybe if I bring it up enough and I go to different ones, uh-huh. someone will be like, Hey, like maybe we should take a look at this. Yeah. yeah so uh, I wrote that for students, which I actually really recommend. Um, you have, you're like super passionate. You should do that at some point. I don't know if you already have or if you've thought about it, but it's so much fun writing a book and putting all the thoughts to paper. Well, that's funny actually... that you mentioned it because I've actually written two books. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yes. I I told you I do. A, I have a lot. I do a lot. So um, my first book was for students. Well, it's for it's called Couch to Career Becoming a Nurse. So it's kind of a guide for people who are interested, who have no I just think that they want to get into nursing, but have no idea what that actually looks like. So, um, and that is available on Amazon as well. And then, so that's my first book. And then my second book is called When Nursing Isn't Enough. And that sounds like it's going to be drama, but it's more so about that, that moment when you realize that everything that you thought you wanted, when you get to that point and you still feel that tug, like there's still more inside of me or there's still more that I should be doing. And maybe is if that's a business, um, if that's something that you think that you want to do, you know, that point, like working through that, working through um, getting to that point and then what to do now. If that is starting a business, then I kind of go through some steps, you know, that some things that I recommend for people who, who want to get out of just being a nurse or just being in healthcare and maybe into their own business and not necessarily full time, but just starting something. Because I believe everybody can do something else, on, you know, not everybody shouldn't be a full time entrepreneur, but everybody can have their own thing that they do on the side also so um those are my two books very nice i'll have to check those out i'll throw it in the show notes too nice thank so you. everyone can check those out yeah I, I a big crutch that most people have i hear it all the time i'm too busy oh I agree. anyone who says that <laughs> is usually not busy not busy enough. at all right because when you're busy you don't have time to keep on saying i'm too busy <laughs> because you're yeah. you just you're working through so much that you don't even have time to think about how much you really are doing. Well, it's a talk. I mean, we can talk ourselves into being really busy. You know, we can always say, it, oh, you know, I have all this work I have to do and it's, it's due on this date. And then if we, for the traditional person, if we had 40 hour work weeks, 
and managers came to us and said, hey, you have to do everything that you were doing in 40 and 30. As shocking as that is, most of us could do it. Yeah, exactly. It's just a mindset change. It really is. So, um, and, and hopefully it looks like we're starting to head that way. Maybe not so much in healthcare because you can't. But in other industries, it looks like we're starting to approach that 30, 35 hour work week for full time because they're figuring out, you know, you can do them everything. Time, you can do more. Yes, definitely. Yeah. If you, yeah, because, because you're right. If I, if I know I only have this amount of time to do everything that I need to do, then I'll do it in that time. But if I know I have extra time to do it, then I'm going to stretch it out so that I take that whole time to get it done. Yeah, I mean, I have some stuff I've been that I had on my plate for a while now, and I use Trello for all my like project management type tools. Yeah, <laughs> Trello's awesome. Um, although I can get a little crazy with it sometimes, and then it becomes <laughs> not as productive. Boards, right? <laughs> um, but it's, uh, you know, sometimes even I fall into that trap of like procrastinating. So then I have to throw on the due dates. Um, but unfortunately, like, does the due date really mean anything unless it's like a true due date? Like I was thinking about that the other day, like I can throw a due date on tomorrow, but it's, it's really not due tomorrow. Like there's really, so it's really having that mindset. This absolutely has to be off my plate on this date and I need to move on if there isn't a true deadline. So I think due dates help me only because I, I find that I like to check things off. So the dude that just allows me to make sure I have done, you know, I have this done so I can check it off so that it doesn't drag on for months and months and months. So if you're somebody that doesn't really need them, then, you know, and you can get it done. And I believe that you don't really need them. But I just use I don't necessarily just get through it. That's true. That's a good thought. Very interesting. Um. What's uh, what's what's next for for you? Like, what's on your plate the rest of this week? Anything big coming up, or just uh, your, your normal schedule? So, I well, a really big thing is my birthday is Friday, so that is always exciting. Um, Happy birthday! Thank you very much. So that is on the plate for this week, and then I am just launching today. Actually, my phlebotomy course that I was telling you about for my business. So that's launching, and it won't. We won't have any class until October, but obviously because it's the end of September. But um, but that is a really big thing that I'm doing, and that's it. Besides just recording the podcast as well. Being on here with you guys, that was big for me for this week. But, yeah, not too much. Not too much. I just wanted to take it easy for my birthday week. I have too many things. I had a couple classes I taught this week. I actually have a class tonight to teach, but uh, not more than normal, definitely. Excellent. Well, it sounds like a great great uh, rest of the week ahead, especially with that birthday, closing out the week. Yes. I did want to... Um, I want to try this, and if you can't answer it, no problem at all. Okay. I want to start having, anytime a guest comes on, I want to hear uh, a book that you can recommend to the audience. And it can't be your own. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will put that in the show notes, but I, I want to start, like, let's really start collaborating. If, if you have one, great. If not, we already talked about a few that the audience can take away from this, but uh, I'd love to hear your thought if you have one. Okay, I do have one. 
Um, a book that I read. Well, I have two. Can I do two or no? Two is fine. Okay. Absolutely. So two books that I really, really enjoy this this year and I believe will be impactful. They're like rereads and I believe they'll impact a lot of people. One is called Believe Bigger by Marshawn Evans Daniels. And that one is just about helping people believe in their self the way that God believes in you so that you can, you know, just just live the best life, the life that you were intended to live. So that's one. And they both are about believing, actually. And the other one is, no, the one, that one thing, the one thing, I believe is the name of it. That one is like Gary Keller. No, is that not the name of it? It's by Evan Carmichael. Oh, there's got to be another one then. Um, is it called the one thing? Here, let me see. I believe that's what it's called. But maybe somebody told me to read that. Um, pe- people did tell me to read that book that you just mentioned, but that is not the one I was talking about. Let me see. Yeah, I have that one right in front of me right now. It is called. shoot it's by evan carmichael i believe it's called i believe it's called like one shoot well that was one but believe bigger is definitely one that i think everybody should read great thank you so much for sharing no problem I want to wrap up the podcast by asking you one more question i ask usually every guest that comes on the podcast this what are some ways we can innovate more in healthcare? Well, I, I think that podcasting, I believe, just because I recently started my own podcast, is not about healthcare, but I believe that podcasts like this one are going to be huge just for us to network because, you know, we may have people in our immediate area that we can learn from and grow, but we don't, it's so many people in healthcare around the world and around the country and ways to just get introduced to them. So I believe that. And then I, I think that we need to merge healthcare and technology a lot more as a nurse on the floor. There's always what, like we're always trying to rig things up, you know, to make it work. Or if we had this tool that we, you know, we envision in our head that it would make our lives and our jobs a lot easier. And we don't necessarily think to take that step and, you know, look into inventing something that could make our lives easier or, or our jobs easier or something like that. So I think people need to not be afraid to, if they have an idea or something innovative that they want to just bring out, just start researching and just start asking to find out more about getting it done. Absolutely. That's actually, so we've had a couple of inventors on the podcast. Yes. Uh, Dr. Tiffany Kelly, who's a registered nurse from the Boston area. Um, that's basically creating all these different tools for nurses, different apps and things. And then we've had Diane Miller who created a pediatric anesthesia induction device. We've had her on. Uh, We intend to have more inventors on as well and entrepreneurs. What we're trying to do as well, we haven't released this yet. We're still fine tuning it, but we're trying to create an ecosystem where healthcare professionals can really exactly what you just said, leverage knowledge, uh, pair up with the right people and you know, pool resources as long as well as be introduced to investors, advisors, and build either these side businesses or these full-fledged businesses to address major problems that they face in the workplace. 
So, well, that would be amazing. So maybe something we can collab on because we're, we're fine-tuning it right now and um, no release set yet. Uh, but I, I see a lot of value. We've talked to a lot of healthcare professionals. And who knows more about healthcare than a healthcare professional? Right. But in some cases, they don't have the time to even work on executing on these ideas. So being able to pull resources and get um, students involved and, and faculty involved and other healthcare professionals that are maybe close to retirement or don't work as much, I see that as really valuable. And then being able to make the right introductions to investors and advisors that can help accelerate growth, I think that'd be a really cool ecosystem to build for sure. I- so too, because I, there's been numerous times that I'm like, I wish this in, you know, I wish this existed or maybe it does exist, but it wasn't in my facility that I worked in or something like that. But I think that's a huge, a huge, that would be huge for healthcare and just for anybody in healthcare, because we don't like, we don't think of ourselves as innovators or inventors or anything like that, but we definitely could be right. It, especially when we encounter situations where we need whatever it is and we, we don't have it. So, yeah, I think that is a a great idea. I can't wait to hear and see more of that. Absolutely. I'm going to see about, I don't know how it would work out, but I'm going to see about throwing a like Google form attached to the podcast. Kind of gauge some interest uh, out there who would like to be part of the initial user group for some research. So uh, regardless, if we put that on there, I'll, I'll send some information over to you and we can chat about that in the future okay. for sure. But... That, that's really it. Would, would you mind telling the audience a little bit where they can learn more about you, follow you on your social media channels, website, books? Yes, and- definitely. Okay, so I'll start with books. The books, again, are called When Nursing Isn't Enough, and that's more so about the step into entrepreneurship, and that can be found on Amazon or on my website. And then the other book is Couch to Career, Becoming a Nurse. And that is a guide for those that are not in nursing, but would like to get into nursing. Um, All things about me can be found on my website, which is www.jetia.com. And you can find me on social media at Jatia B. And that's on Instagram and Twitter. And I am on Facebook, but, you know, we'll get there with Facebook. I don't I don't love hate relationship, but I'm there. Yeah, that sounds like me with Twitter. <laughs> Love, hate, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But this was great having you on the podcast. Um, we will definitely, in the future, oh, have to look into having you I on again. One last thing I forgot to mention. Yes. Sorry to interrupt. So I recently launched my own podcast called Journey to More Podcast with Jatia, and that's on... Um, I'm not hugely active on Anchor, which I love that you are doing, but I am on on the other major like SoundCloud, Apple, that sort of thing. You can find that podcast and it's it's about getting through, navigating the journey through life. And I do touch on the topics of healthcare and I also do wellness and personal development, that sort of thing. So that's one last thing. Sorry, I wanted to throw that in. No worries. Yeah, we'll throw that in the show notes as well. So people will be able to check that out for sure. Be sure to check it out, everyone that's listening. So thank you. that's it. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. You. We will explore having you on again in the future. Love to hear what you're up to. Awesome. And we'll stay in touch about that little ecosystem we were chatting about. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Well, you have a great day. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.
Thank you to everyone who tuned in for another episode of Slice of Healthcare. Please be sure to follow us on our social channels. On pretty much every social channel, it's at Slice of Healthcare. On Twitter, it's at Slice of HC. We don't use that much, but we will answer if anyone tweets at us or sends us a message there. Also, for those of you that are listening on iTunes, please be sure to head over to iTunes, leave us a rating slash review. We'd really appreciate the support and feedback. And if you're interested in being a, a guest on the podcast, please reach out at uh, sliceofhealthcare at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram or any of our other channels, and we'll get right back to you. Thanks, and everyone have a great day.